This is the Nothing But Bucks podcast. Now, here's your host, TJ Reeves. Very special edition of the podcast with the Buccaneers hiring Bruce Arians as the 12th head coach in franchise history. Welcome in. We're going to have a lot of fun talking about his opening press conference, the putting together of his coaching staff, what he looks forward to with working with the team in general and specifically with Jameis Winston. I'm anxious to go over some of that, not only just his sound bites and his thoughts, but what did others think about what they saw and what they can relate to. That's what we bring you here as part of Nothing But Bucks. And again, whether you found us through the Buccaneers mobile app or Buccaneers.com, we remind you, subscribe through iTunes, through Google Play, or wherever podcasts are found. Go find Nothing But Bucks here. And even in the offseason, when there's something going on as big as this, the new coaching hire, we're going to be here to cover it for you, to talk about it, and I enlist some great help. To that end, our Buccaneers radio analyst, Dave Moore, 15 years in the NFL. Obviously, most of that is a tight end with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, played at a very high level for a long time, and he has some tremendous insight into what it takes to turn a culture around. He was around, obviously, in the early 90s under Sam Weich and, uh, and Tony Dungy in the mid-90s, and it turned around into a winning culture. How does that happen? What goes into that? I'll talk to Dave more about that, get his thoughts on what he saw from Bruce Arians' press conference, the staff he's bringing in. Dave can obviously relate to some of the staff members, including specifically Clyde Christensen, who's back now as the quarterback's coach uh, here under Arians, was the former offensive coordinator, former quarterback's coach, even the tight ends coach for Dave Moore back in the 90s under Tony Dungy with the Buccaneers. So, Get some real insight from Dave on Clyde Christensen and on this staff that's being put together and what he thought uh, of that. And then a little bit later on, another tight end, a former Buccaneer great who's in the ring of honor, uh, arguably the best pass-catching tight end that the Bucs have ever had going all the way back to the late 70s and the early 1980s. Jimmy Giles uh, will be here. Same kind of stuff about changing the culture. I got a chance to speak with Jimmy yesterday after the Bucks news conference with Bruce Arians, and he actually spoke on the mic at the end of the press conference and wanted to to say to everyone including to, to Bruce Arians during the press conference you know thank you for coming to Tampa Bay and the former players back you and understand what what it takes to be a winner so I wanted Jimmy to follow up on that and he can relate this is this is where if you're a an old school buck fan you're going to really enjoy Jimmy relating what went on with John McKay turning the Buccaneers from worst to first 0 and 26 to being the NFC Central champions to going to the NFC championship game and Jimmy can also relate to Doug Williams as a as a young quarterback, as a first-round pick, a prized player, a franchise-type player, the pressure, the scrutiny that comes along with that, and now how does it relate to Jameis Winston as well? So we'll hear from Jimmy Giles uh, towards the end here of Nothing But Bucks with his insight. So I look forward to bringing all of that to you. Let's begin first, though, with the press conference that took place with Bruce Arians having been hired. What a what a great story. And, and look, we all knew that uh, this was a possibility, that Jason Light, having been in the front office in Arizona when Bruce Arians was the coach of the Cardinals, that it was a possibility. But every, everybody uh, that, that believed this was automatically going to happen, uh, here's a newsflash for you. Bruce Arians retired at 66 years of age because of health concerns, the fact that he has coached for a long time, 30-plus years in major college football in the NFL, 
and had made a decision for a lot of reasons, including family and being a grandfather, that I, I just want to take time away and did and did some TV work, obviously, with CBS as a game analyst with Greg Gumbel and Trent Green. Actually, Bruce Arians was in the Buccaneer press box in August for the preseason game with the Lions because that was a CBS national TV game. Uh, so we got a chance to be around him then. He did not do any Buccaneer regular season games for CBS, so he took the year off. But anybody that tells you that it was a guarantee an assurance that he was just going to come back after having retired, not the case. It had to be the right situation with the right people. And and Bruce Arians has now said this in several different interviews, that uh, getting comfortable with the Bucks in, in no small part was getting comfortable because of Jason Light, making it easier. And, and the story that came out about uh, the meeting at Joe Madden's restaurant in South Tampa uh, uh, last Friday night, a week ago Friday night, where the Glazers and, and Jason Light and Joe Madden were around Bruce Arians and trying to convince him this is a great place to live and to be. Great fans in and around, great sports fans, great NFL fans to be around the Buccaneers. The selling job that was done helped convince him to come out of retirement. And that's an important point because it was not, it was not a guarantee and it was going to take a special uh, situation. So as it turns out, Bruce Arians is back. He met with the media, and he had several interesting things to say, uh, I thought. First of all, uh, this one, uh, I think, had, had a lot of people uh, very intrigued, where he began to talk about his attitude, about the coaching staff, about what he's putting together, and the fact that it's not going to take long. He did not want to hear the word rebuild at all. Here you go. This is a great group. I think we have the core here to win quickly. I'm not about building. I'm about reloading. And uh, with that, I can't say how, again, how excited I am to be a Tampa Bay Buck. You know what that was reminiscent of? And I was in the room 17 years ago at the airport Marriott is where they did the, the John Gruden welcome press conference after the historic trade that the Glazers made with the Oakland Raiders with two number one draft picks, two number two draft picks, $8 million, the trade for John Gruden. The old one-buck place was not going to be able to hold that press conference and be able to accommodate enough media because of renovations they were doing to it. It just didn't have a big enough room. So we were, we were at the Marriott uh, over by the airport and in a ballroom when John Gruden and the, and the press conference took place with the Glazers that day. I remember being in that room uh, and, and listening to him coming from the Oakland Raiders and uh, and and talking about, uh, I don't feel pressure, I apply pressure. And the winning attitude and the winning culture that he was going to bring. This had that same feel. Now again, for what it's worth, these are press conferences. You, that's the easy part. To say all the things, the, the talking game. Okay, I get that. But it had the same feel inside the auditorium at, uh, at the Advent Health Training Facility, what is also known as One Buck Place. That same feel was in that same room yesterday. You have a proven winning head coach who's been in the playoffs multiple times as an assistant, a coordinator, a head coach, and he commanded the room. And it's like what Jason Light said in the buildup, that when you're talking about somebody that commands a room, you're talking about Bruce Arians. And so that was uh, very fascinating to be part of yesterday and reminisce about what it was uh, with John Gruden. So... You have that part of it, setting the tone. And then the question became about Jameis Winston and what appeals to Bruce Arians about what he has seen from Jameis Winston, the interaction he's had with him. Here's the new Bucks boss. I want him to relax and play the game. Uh, he's, talent's no issue. It's just becoming a little bit smarter, 
um, with the, the Clyde Christensen as his quarterback coach and Byron Lefwich, he's going to be coached as well, I think, as he's ever been and more prepared than he's ever been uh, fundamentally and mentally. So it's his team. I, and I'll tell our players in the first meeting, this isn't my team. It's your team. We'll be as good as you want to be. Oh, they're excited to work together, that's for sure. And Jason Light made it clear on the Monday after the end of the regular season when the coaching search was underway that whomever the new coach was going to be, however this would work out, that coach would embrace Jameis Winston as the starting quarterback for 2019. That he was going to be here, they were going to keep that option year, that fifth year of his rookie contract that is slated for 2019, and now the Bucks get ready uh, to embark on an offseason with Bruce Arians and with his quarterback coach, Clyde Christensen. Again, you'll hear more about Clyde a little bit later on here from Dave Moore. Uh, and Byron Leftwich calling the plays. And that was an interesting part of the press conference, too, where Bruce Arians, who's always been a play caller, who's always been an offensive mind, uh, later in his coaching career has changed his philosophy. He spoke more about that at his introductory Bucks press conference. Yeah, I've been training guys for this job. And I always said I would never give it up and look over anybody's shoulder until I found one I knew could do it. Harold Goodwin did it for me for a little while, but Byron, I think, is a rising star in this business. What he did with the interim title out there wasn't even his offense. It was Mike McCoy's offense, and he did a heck of a job with some rookies. So he's, he's more than ready. Uh, again, I, I think this coaching staff is, is going to be outstanding. So, yes, Byron Lefwich, who's a former uh, longtime uh, player with the Jacksonville Jaguars, was in the in the playoffs uh, with the Jaguars, and then uh, later uh, in his career uh, went to a couple of different places, including the Steelers, came here to the Buccaneers for a season under Raheem Morris and was a starter. Uh, so Byron Lefwich is a guy that obviously Bruce Arians has a great deal of confidence in to install him as the play caller. Uh, Clyde Christensen in that room as well. And as he mentioned, Harold Goodwin um, and others that, that will be on this staff to be able to help this team. And then on that point about assistant coaches and assistant coaches being teachers, um, listen to this. I thought this was fascinating where Bruce Arians made this clear that, hey, in OTAs and when we're getting the offseason work before training camp, I want the young players to learn from our staff and I want them to be involved and get reps. Uh, it's going to be a staff of fantastic teachers. Uh, we will have a large staff do things a little bit different in that in spring when you guys come out to OTAs, you'll see two practices going on because we'll have a staff that can take all our young players and get those 40 to 45 reps that the veterans are getting. You can't find a diamond in the rough if he's standing on the sideline watching. We don't know if a rookie can really learn if he only gets three reps. So we're going to have those guys, and, and we love young players. I love veteran players. Again, you could just tell the command in the room, the game plan that's there that's laid out. Bruce Arians obviously ready to go and has a staff with bringing Todd Bowles back with him, the former Jets coach who was his defensive coordinator when they rose to success the first couple of years in Arizona. I think Buck fans are going to be very excited uh, to have this staff, a veteran staff, a successful staff with Arians, come in and take over the pieces that are in place. And the, and make no mistake, as Arian said, uh, it's the players that are going to decide this. The, the names like Jameis Winston and Mike Evans, uh, Levante David and Gerald McCoy and Ali Marpet, and, and on and on down the list, the players that are in, involved and that will be here for the future for this football team, you know, youngsters like Vita Vea, 
Uh, the young defensive backs that got to play a year ago like Carlton Davis and MJ Stewart. Vernon Hargraves coming off of injury who's going to be counted on as a former number one pick as well. Uh, in the secondary, you hope to get Quan Alexander back healthy. Quan is an unrestricted free agent, but the Bucks hope to be able to re-sign him when that comes back around after he had a knee injury last season. You need Jason Pierre-Paul. Uh, you need someone like Peyton Barber, who has who has been a workman, uh, unheralded, undrafted player that battles between the tackles and never loses yardage and is always getting yards after contact and falling forward for an extra two, an extra five yards. You have players. You have O.J. Howard. You have, you have Chris Godwin. You have Adam Humphreys. You, you have talent on this football team. And so now it's being able to mold that and harness that and being able to succeed with that. And here's one other point. You've seen it all over the NFL in the, in the last two or three years where Sean McVay and his staff uh, come to the L.A. Rams with basically the same personnel and the same quarterback and they, they go from the worst team in terms of scoring offense in the NFL to the number one team, complete 180-degree opposite in one season because of the coaching staff. And he, and he obviously brought in a veteran, Wade Phillips, to be with him on, on, the def, on the defensive side of the ball. That makes a difference, too. But the offense dramatically better in one season. Look at the Chicago Bears put it together this season and win the division and go to the playoffs with Matt Nagy as their coach. Doug Peterson, last season, 2017, in his second year, has the Philadelphia Eagles in the playoffs and with a backup quarterback in Nick Foles, end up winning the Super Bowl and defeating the mighty Patriots. You can be dramatically better in a season with the right staff and the right mix of players to turn what was a five-win team last year into a nine, a 10, or maybe even better. Can you be an 11 or 12-win team? Let's find out. And the Bucs had several games that were obviously very winnable, and for whatever reason, they did not. And it seems like we say this year after year after year. But you had several games a year ago that were right there on the table where you could have been a seven, eight, or nine-win team. Well, now with this staff and the right mix of veteran players, you you have the belief that this will be different and can be better in 2019 because of the track record of Bruce Arians and his staff. All right, so there you go. There are my thoughts coming off the press conference and the staff being assembled. Well, let's get to some other uh, individuals and what they thought of Bruce Arians being hired and being introduced and the staff he's putting together as we continue here on Nothing But Bucks. We are rolling on. It is a Nothing But Bucks podcast, and he has great insight as our radio analyst on Buccaneers Radio. Here he is, former 15-year tight end in the National Football League, Dave Moore, to give me some insight on this Bruce Arians hire, the staff he's putting together, trying to change the culture. Dave can speak to all of those things. Good to be with you. Uh, Happy New Year. First time that we're getting to chat in the new year here. Uh, How about that? And it is a new day for the Buccaneers with Bruce Arians as the coach. Now that that's been resolved, what's your reaction? Put your analyst hat on here about Arians coming out of retirement and coming to coach the Buccaneers. But he's a guy that's that's been around the league, and he's well-respected. When you talk to a lot of the veteran guys that played for a long time, coaches and players, um, he's a guy that they say uh, understands what he's doing. He understands the games. He understands the importance of – players and chemistry and the things that are consistent with winning. And, uh, you know, when you have that respect of the players, um, it's definitely going to make a big difference because they're going to hang on every word he says in the team meetings. It's 
going to have some validity and credibility to it. So guys are going to believe everything that comes out of his mouth. And, uh, and of course, with every new coach, you know, that's that everybody wants to prove themselves. So the effort, the uh, accountability, reliability, all that stuff is going to be at its utmost importance for the players because they're all trying to prove their worth to a new staff coming in. Okay, so you're an excellent resource on so many levels for so many reasons. One of those is you were a player in the mid-1990s when a guy by the name of Tony Dungy was brought in. In that case, not as a proven head coach. He had been a proven defensive coordinator, obviously had risen through the ranks of the NFL with a couple of teams with uh, the Steelers, the Vikings, the Chiefs as, a, as an assistant coach. He gets the head coaching job. Relate again for the fans, and I know a lot of Buccaneer fans are perking up listening to this podcast because we're talking about the turnaround of, uh, of the Buccaneers having so many years of losing into winning. What went into changing the culture? How did that happen when you met with Tony Dungy, etc.? How, how did that occur back in 1996 and 97 when it did turn around, Dave? Well, the, the biggest thing with Tony was he came in and, you know, he bought in outstanding position coaches. And if you talk to any good head coach in the NFL that's had success, they're going to tell you that they are as good as their assistant coaches. The head coaches are great leaders. They're great managers of football games. And uh, they understand offense, defense, special teams in a way they can put it all together. But by position, at that level, it's all about the details in which you do your job. And everybody in the NFL is good enough to win games and make the playoffs, but it's the assistant coaches that get their guys communicating and from a technique standpoint that really are the ones that make the difference on Sundays. And, and examples are, you know, not driving all the way down the field and have penalties in the red zone, not turning it over uh in you know inopportune opportunity or times during the ball game i mean things that are detail oriented and they come from the position coaches so one of the things tony did was he laid it out with his old overhead and you've been there in the locker room we didn't even have a team meeting room we did it in the <laughs> locker room and he'd come in with the overhead and he was saying uh to us and he showed us if you do these basic things every week you're going to win football games. That has nothing to do with the players in the locker room. It has nothing to do with anything uh, about the opponents. But there's consistent things like turnovers, penalties, being able to run the football, being able to stop the run, being able to rush the quarterback. You know, things that uh, are basic that statistically tell you you have an opportunity to win. And when you had that coupled with you know five losses in a row, and he's still telling you the same things once you correct these certain things, you're going to start winning. And when we did, he would check them off one at a time and be like, this is exactly why it's happening. And Bruce Arians is the type of guy that he understands that stuff and he's a good communicator. He's a good leader. And you can see by some of the assistants with uh, Bowles and obviously my old uh, tight end coach, uh, Clyde Christensen, Mm -hmm. which you know, the key is he's getting the right guys to come in that have the credibility and the leadership that are going to take a pretty talented football team. And you got to look back when Tony Dungy took over, 
I don't know that that team had half the talent that the current Buccaneers have. And one of the, the best things that Arians was talking about was he's going to try to use those core guys to build a winning team with. And one of the common things with the turnover head coaches is they go out and get their own style player to fit their systems and all this. But it was nice to hear about him, you know, saying that he wanted to, to mold what they were going to do to the strengths of the current roster, yep. which makes you yep. wa- makes you want to believe it's not going to be a start over building process. It's going to be we're going to pick up where we are now and go up from here where there's not going to be, you know, 60, 70% turnover in the roster. And we all agreed talking throughout the season, there's, there's plenty of talent on this Buccaneer football team, but they just needed the, the ability to put it all together at the same time. We saw the offense do well at times, the defense do well, special teams, and it seemed one of those phases would fall apart for a half or a game or a section of, which, you know, kept them from winning games consistently so they're not too far away so hopefully Bruce Arians and a a veteran staff can recognize the strengths and have the ability to game plan properly and build on the stuff they're doing so that's what it's great to see some of these you know experienced coaches coming in from you know different styles offenses and defenses and and being able to to put it together um, and, and get this team winning football games. Love the insight of this man, of Dave Moore. You actually you knew right where I was headed about Clyde Christensen. Uh, I love the insight here. And Clyde comes back to the Buccaneers after having been here with you in the 90s. As you mentioned, he was originally the tight ends coach under, under Tony Dungy. Later became quarterback's coach, has been an offensive coordinator since leaving Tampa Bay with both the Colts and also with the Dolphins, among other stops. Boy, I know. I guess we're getting old. It's wild how all these things come back around. Here's Clyde Christensen back. Give us some insight on this on this guy coming back to coach the quarterbacks and Jameis Winston because you lived it. You were around him. Give me a couple stories. Go for it. Yeah, he, he uh, when he came to the Bucks under Tony Dungy, he came out of college. I've never coached tight ends before, but the one thing about Clyde was he was a tremendous teacher. And he was the type of teacher that would listen to you as a player. So when you have a coach, it's no different than a boss or anybody else. Like, yes, these guys are, you know, teaching you how to do stuff, but they're also taking your feedback to be able to adjust and adapt to different defenses, different player sizes. I was an undersized guy, so everybody I was blocking was bigger than I was. So we would kind of get together and try to figure it out. And then he went to the quarterback coach and offense coordinator and then recently he was, you know, kind of a pass coordinator in Miami or even a consultant type thing. But he was the passing coordinator with Peyton Manning in Indianapolis for a long time. And he and Peyton Manning would get together on Tuesday and basically review the teams they were playing, the passes they're going to run. They're going to try to execute. These are the coverages we can take advantage of. This guy has just a wealth of experience um, in the NFL and a wealth of knowledge working with the best that ever played to be able to come in and, and work with Jameis and work with, uh, you know, the offensive coaches and collectively. And that's really, you know, for me as a player, there was nothing more valuable than somebody that was a good teacher. And it's, it's hard for a lot of the 
normal fans would understand. Because if you get to the NFL, people are probably like, why, why do you need a teacher? Well, when the game is at that level, the difference between you being able to make a block or get open on a route is a matter of efficiencies on your steps, either in and out of a break or your first three steps off the ball in the blocking game. So inches and steps, you know, we always talk about football as a game of inches. Well, it is obvious when you're throwing a ball and you miss a guy by a couple inches, but when you miss on your steps, you miss on your routes, in and out, efficiency, all of the details in which make the biggest difference in the world uh, are these guys have experience dealing with for a long time and can bring a lot of value, especially to this younger, talented football team. You want to talk about guys like MJ Stewart and Carlton Davis and OJ Howard on offense and Cap on the offensive line and Mark Pett. All these guys, all those steps, those techniques, those details in which they do their job will turn them in from a good player to a all-pro with the same amount of skill level and the same system of offense, but it's just in the details in which they do their job that make all the difference. So Clyde is that type of guy. Clyde is uh, the type of guy that is going to be a good teacher and he's going to talk to guys. He's a good communicator and he does listen. So when I say I can't do that, or uh, it's difficult to do that, then he'll be able to say, well, then you need to try it this way or you can get the same result uh, if we try to do it a little bit differently. So it's a, it's a, it's a veteran staff. It's a, a, a proven staff. Uh, so, so far what we've seen, and, and that's really what it's going to take to get this team going, I think. Again, uh, I love the uh, the insight that Dave gives us here, having played and and having been around. Uh, obviously, when this when this situation has succeeded and it's ebbed and flowed, obviously, um, uh, you know, I know that another factor here, and this was this was more of a bigger deal a little later on in your career, free agency, early on in your career, free agency was just coming in, but free agents want to gravitate to play with other players, but to play with certain coaches. And I have to believe, this is you and me just speculating here on nothing but bucks, but I have to believe there are free agents who have perked up and are going to be interested here in the next couple of months of coming to Tampa Bay to play with the Bucks, It's not unlike when Tony Dungy began to succeed. You had a couple of teammates, Randall McDaniel and Jeff Christie, on the offensive line that wanted to come here from the Minnesota Vikings. Or you go and you make a trade for a Keyshawn Johnson to come here. Suddenly it became fashionable to sign with or go play with the Bucks. You're looking for that again, right, Dave, here in this turnaround, and you live that as players wanted to come be part of the Bucks. Right. When you have a guy, like I said first uh, in the beginning of the segment here, that you know you have a guy that's a, a guy that's well respected around the league, uh, that's had success, won games. Um, you know, going back to Indianapolis when he was the interim guy, and then in Arizona, and then all the different places he's been, he's been well respected, and guys like to play for guys that have a for success and. When you listen to him speak, he's a very good leader. So guys at the NFL level, it's a little bit different than college. You know, yes, you have your Nick Sabans, and but in college, players are motivated to get to the NFL. So regardless of how great your head coach is or how great your offensive coordinator is, you are self-motivated because you're going to do everything you can to get to the NFL. But once you get in the NFL and you have a little bit of success, it's those special head coaches that get you to play to the highest level 
Um, and players will move around and follow those guys. I mean, you saw it with Bill Parcells for years and years. Guys would go and follow him from team to team uh, because he was respected. He got the best out of his players, and, and hopefully Bruce Arians will bring that same uh, credibility and, and want to from these players uh, that the Bucks need in key positions to come here and play. Just a couple of more minutes here with Dave Moore. Again, we got another special guest coming up who's in the Buccaneers Ring of Honor, Jimmy Giles, another tight end. It's all tight ends on this edition of Nothing But Bucks, but Jimmy <laughs> was around the Bruce Arians press conference and actually spoke to Bruce at the end of it on the uh, on the open mic, uh, thanking him for coming and thanking him for welcoming former players to be around this team. And, and Bruce even said, Dave Moore, that, hey, our former players are going to be welcome, and I even want you guys to come spend time in the offseason in the training camp for a day being around our current players and Jimmy's eyes lit up and a lot of and a lot of former players will light up at hearing that so I want you to hear from Jimmy Giles a little bit later on here in a few minutes but one of the things I was talking about to him Jameis Winston and drawing the parallel of Doug Williams who Jimmy played with in the late 70s so you'll hear that part of the conversation you played with a lot of different quarterbacks in your career I laugh because we tell this story all the time that you played originally with Dan Marino you were originally with the Dolphins you were around Marino you were later around Trent Dilfer you were around a lot of quarterbacks in the 90s uh, with the Buccaneers from Chris Sims to, to Brian Greasy and um, ever Sean King Steve and DeBerg. Yeah, Steve DeBerg you were around a lot of different Rager, quarterbacks Steve. there's yeah. gonna yep there's gonna be so much scrutiny around Jameis Winston and Byron Lefwich has played quarterback in the NFL he, he played for the Bucks in 2009 under Raheem Morris he's gonna be the play caller we mentioned Clyde Christensen in that room um Again, there's going to be so many eyes on Jameis Winston, and Bruce Arians said in the press conference yesterday, he is our guy. He he is the guy we're going to go to. Loves his athleticism, loves his talent, ready to coach him up. What do you make of all of this? Because we've watched Jameis over the last four years. Now you've got a new crew coming in to work with him. Just give me a first blush thought on all of this newness that's coming around uh, number three here. Well, I think Jameis, I mean, anybody that's, handled some changes and adversity and you know remember coming out of college he was the most investigated player in the history of sports uh because it's true you know winning yes. the Heisman and all the stuff going on and then you know with the adversity this year and you know we talk about it all the time the thing with Jameis Winston is there's no question about his ability to throw the football or his ability to read a defense it's more of his desire to make things happen when things are not there sometimes. And if you're going to have a weakness, you know, that's a good one to have, but you got to be able to manage it. So you're going to bring in Clyde Christensen, who's worked with one of the best quarterbacks that ever played a game of football, and he can kind of teach him to say, hey, listen, you got to know when the journey's over. you got to know when to throw it away. You have to understand where your check down is when you break the huddle. He's going to be that teacher to be able to do that, along with Leftwich, who will spend time with him to know what James' uh, strengths are and what passes he likes to throw and can throw consistently and design the passing game and the, the offensive play calling around that. So, uh, and Leftwich, it makes a big difference when you have a guy uh, that you're sitting in a meeting with that has played. Because when you talk about situations and you talk about scenarios, you talk to a guy that's actually been in the pocket and thrown the football. Now, whether or not he was the best guy to ever play the game of football doesn't really matter because. When you're out there in that live action, um, 
you can see things the same way. And when you describe something, um, Leftwood should be able to picture it in his mind, which makes a big difference in being able to make adjustments on how you do things and adjust to what defenses are doing and everything else. So, you know, I'm excited for James. I mean, you know, it's going to kind of give him a, a fresh start with a new group of coaches. And I think Dirk Cutter did a, a great job with Jameis. And consistency has really been the only issue. And when you have a couple guys that, you know, like Clyde and left, which have been around and one played the game and the other one's been a, a coach and a teacher in the game for a long time uh, to help lead him and mentor him, I, I think uh, he'll respond well to that. That's what the Buck fans are looking forward to. We're looking forward to all the next steps, which again involve free agency and the and the combine and the draft. And before we know it, we'll be talking about training camp. But right now, it's an exciting time because Bruce Arians obviously has won in other places. Uh, winning his coach in Cardinals history with 50 wins, had them in the NFC Championship game. He is the he's going to hold a distinction. You love my trivia, Dave. He's going to hold a distinction maybe forever because he's the NFL Coach of the Year in two consecutive seasons for two different teams. Because he was the Colts interim coach and got Coach of the Year when Chuck Pagano was uh, sick and and had leukemia treatment. He then took over the Cardinals and was the Coach of the Year in Arizona the next year. So th- there's obviously credibility there, and and now we're ready to see it all unfold and get put together and time time to uh, to find out how all of it shapes over the course of the next few months. It's exciting. It's exciting for Buccaneer fans, and, and I know there's some buzz. I know there's, there's friends and acquaintances of yours that have been ringing your phone, uh, just like me, wanting to know what's the latest, what, what do we think. Uh, thumbs up, right? I mean, we're, we're ready. We're ready now to see the offseason, and we're ready to be back at it in a few months, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, listening to all the comments, I mean, everybody's excited to – get these players back out on the field and be able to evaluate, start calling plays and, you know, working on the details for me, though, I'm, I'm glad I got my weekends back for a little bit. That's true. That's <laughs> as, true. As you much as I do uh, enjoy being on the radio with you uh, every week, but um, you know, we got to give these times, uh, these guys time to do their thing. And, and there's going to be need for some patience. I mean, you know, this is a new system offense, new system of defense. There's going to be a lot of personnel. There's got to be chemistry that needs to be built. So I I do expect improvement, but but, uh, you do have to understand the process because, you know, the only coach I ever knew that came in the first year of win the Super Bowl was uh, John Gruden in Tampa. Other than that, it's, you know, but if you, you know, you're talking improvement and you're seeing uh, winning football and disciplined football. That's something that uh, I'm going to be excited to see. Yeah, no doubt. All right, Buck fans are excited as well. Dave Moore, thank you. I appreciate the insight on nothing but Bucks here. My pleasure, buddy. It's good to talk to you. Always love talking with Dave Moore. I'll miss him some in the offseason. He's going to have fun on the boat and doing some different things in the offseason. Loves his boating. He's a captain out on the waters of, uh, of Tampa Bay and of the, of the Gulf of Mexico. So it'll be buck season, though, before we know it, coming back around this fall. Look forward to talking with Dave uh, at various times throughout the offseason here as well. As you're locked in on nothing but bucks, as I mentioned earlier, uh, it was a pleasure to be around Buccaneer royalty, including Jimmy Giles, one of the members of the Buccaneers' ring of honor. Very successful tight end as the Bucs turned things around from worst to first. He was part of that with John McKay and Doug Williams and the late Leroy Selman and the entire uh, organization and the entire area became uh, unified 
uh, became on fire for the for the Bucko Bruce logo and the old orange and white back in the late 70s and the early 80s. So Jimmy Giles was at Bruce Arians' news conference. And, and again, he actually spoke to the coach on the mic in the press conference and said thank you from the veteran players and the, and the people that still live here that played for this team that want this team to succeed and Bruce Arians didn't hesitate to say hey we're going to bring the we're going to bring the veterans back in the former players back in you're welcome to be here as the alumni so I wanted to talk more with Jimmy Giles about the parallels of changing the culture to a winning culture comparing Doug Williams as a young franchise quarterback to Jameis Winston and his thoughts on the hiring of Bruce Arians all of it so let's go to that conversation now all right, when we start talking about Buccaneers Ring of Honor and Jimmy Giles, I have to get some insight. So Bruce Arians has been introduced as the new head coach. Um, you actually spoke at the press conference, so uh, you, your words were, welcome to Tampa, and as far as veteran players, alumni players, you gravitate to a guy like Bruce Arians. I'm paraphrasing what you said. Absolutely. What is drawing you to that? Good to see you, by the way, and what's drawing you to Bruce Arians in this hire? Good to see you, TJ. His family values. See, people think sports is, is just about winning. It's not about winning. As a result of being a family and taking guys and molding them to, into a family, that's when you produce winners. Not only you can you produce consistent winners, when you have guys believing in their family, believing in each other. And that's what drew me to him. You know, I was reading his bio and – you know, he believes in coming in and getting the job done. He believes in his coaches getting out there, uh, working with the players, but being able to go home and spend time with their families. That's important. And those players see that. Not out in the street. They see the coaches going home, not burning the midnight oil till 1 and 2 in the morning because you have to have a life in this thing. And that's what's most important. You have a life, but you spend time with your family. And I think that just perpetuates winning. All right, draw a parallel for me because you came to a situation where the Bucks turned it around with John McKay. And John McKay, that was his first opportunity to be an NFL coach, but he was a veteran coach. He was older. Is there a parallel here with Bruce Arians coming in as a veteran established coach? What do you think? Absolutely. Some teams like guys to be on the same level if you have those type of players, if you have a lot of veteran players. This particular team, I needed somebody that had a, I won't, I will say like a father figure, somebody that they can see and they can respect this guy because of what he's done. His record speaks for itself. You don't have to wonder about him. I mean, he's been with some of the great guys, Peyton Man, Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, just a crop of good players. And then he started six other rookies when he was in Indianapolis. That means a lot. In terms of culture, same kind of thing, where the Bucks turned around very quickly from worst to first in the time period that you got here. There, there has to be a change in the culture, right? I mean, you can say it, but then the veteran players and others, they have to live it. It, it has to be a team effort to change the culture, right? There's no question about it. See, that's what John McKay brought. He brought that culture in that, first of all, you got to be a team. you got to be a family. We did so many things together when we grew up, when we grew up on the Coach McKay. People don't realize because we were uh, as not as open as they are now to a degree in terms of the media's savviness. But we were a team. We used to play this tape, we are family. 
Coach uh, Batman Wood would bring this thing to practice every single day, blasting the music, and that's what we became. And we became the youngest team to ever go to the NFC Central, NFC Championship game. They three did. Years. That they did. Yes, Jimmy Giles with me for a couple more moments on the Nothing But Bucks podcast. All right, Jameis Winston. So much conversation about him. Again, I keep you're you're a wealth of uh, of information and a resource on this. You played with Doug Williams, who had just come into the NFL with a lot of expectation, a number one pick, etc. Maybe we make too much out of out of the quarterback and the importance. But I mean, what do you see here? Draw another parallel with Bruce Arians taking over, who has a track record of fixing quarterbacks. Tell Tell me more about the parallel with what you played with with Doug Williams back in the day. You know what, uh, TJ, I think that's why I'm so drawn to Jameis because I see a lot of parallel there. Young guy who's hungry to win. People ask, well, why does he fumble the ball or why he makes so many errors? Man, this guy's trying to win. And you see sometimes he should get rid of the ball or not run and get down or take a sack, but that's not his M.O. I mean, he wants to win. He wants to make plays. But you got a guy like Coach Bruce Arian. He's going to settle this guy down. He's going to tell him when he should do certain things. He's going to have that fatherly love, and he's going to get on his butt now when he have to. But I tell you what, he's going to nurture him when he has to, and he's going to make this team a winner because of Jameis Winston and the receivers that they have now, and I'm excited about it. Are you gracious with your time? Two more. The first one is you were in this town when it turned and when this team went to the NFC Championship game. You've been in this town since then when this team obviously became great again under Tony Dungy and eventually won a Super Bowl with John Gruden. What I see you smiling already. What is it like when it turns around like we all hope and believe it can and will? This city is unbelievable. Business is unbelievable. And you just alluded to the fact that when John McKay was here, we did some great things. When Tony Dungy came here, same similarities. He brought discipline. He brought family-oriented uh, situations where players knew that they had to perform, no nonsense, and then you turn around and you get a guy like Bruce Aaron. Uh, there are a lot of parallels here. And he said in the news conference, for the alumni, for the former players, we want you here. We may even want to lean on your knowledge, some techniques, some coaching. Again, uh, as a former player, you got to beam when you and smile ear to ear when you hear and see that. Listen, man, when I talk to guys like Rondon Barber, uh, Brooks, and Sap, and we're here, we're at the games every Sunday, and we see things that are going on. If this coach don't mind us coming in and say, hey, coach, what about this situation here? I mean, at least give us that. We've been there, and we appreciate him saying that, although we may never go in or never say anything because this is his team, and we look forward to winning with him. Jimmy Giles, thank you. My pleasure, TJ. My pleasure. Doesn't get old to talk to the former players and the former greats, and Jimmy Giles immortalized in the Bucks' ring of honor, name up on the stadium at Raymond James Stadium, along with the likes of John McKay and Doug Williams, who he played with, and many others since then. So we're anxious to see what this Buccaneer team will look like in the offseason and as it rolls along. So we come to a close here on this edition of Nothing But Bucks. There's obviously optimism. As I always like to joke whenever I do radio shows, though, this is the honeymoon phase because Bruce Arians is undefeated right now as a Buccaneer coach. Yeah, he hasn't lost anything, but he hasn't won anything yet either. He won the press conference. You can definitely say that. And uh, and has won this town over in terms of his swag. Uh, love the, the hat wear. Love everything about the persona. Now put the staff together. Go get some players here in the offseason in free agency. 
and in the draft, get everybody excited about what the Bucks can be. And that's what we're looking forward to. Hey, my thanks to Steve Carney helping me out with some of the production here on this program. Thanks to my guests, Dave Moore and Jimmy Giles, for being with me on Nothing But Bucks. I'm merely TJ Reeves. My thanks also to Jeff Ryan with Buccaneers Radio, everybody with Buccaneers.com. Again, whether you found this podcast via the Bucks mobile app, Buccaneers.com website, subscribe. The reason you want to do that, subscribe through iTunes, through Google Play. Whenever there's a new edition, it will come automatically to your device, your phone, your iPad. You don't even have to search for it. So become a subscriber to Nothing But Bucks. Go search under iTunes, under Google Play. Constantly stay on the Buccaneers mobile app. That's the best place to stay locked in for information, for news, uh, for video, and for audio like these podcasts. Because again, when you're on the Buccaneers mobile app, these podcasts will appear whenever we're doing them as part of, and I pledge to you, as part of free agency, as part of the buildup to the draft and in and around the draft and what happens, we'll be doing editions of Nothing But Bucks. You'll have it right here. But if you subscribe, you don't have to. You can be anywhere. You can be going to work. You can be on vacation. And ding, on the phone, on the iPad, there's the new edition of the show. And you can hear everything about it. The technology now exists where it's directly to you whenever you like it. Uh, whenever you, Whenever you have the opportunity to listen to these podcasts and these long-form shows, we encourage you to do so. So that's this edition of Nothing But Bucks. Congratulations to the Glazer family, to Jason Light, to Bruce Arians for taking the job and his staff. As they now settle in, we're anxious to see how everything gets built here over the course of the next three to four months and get ready for the upcoming season, which will roll around with training camp before we all know it. Enjoy the offseason for now, Buccaneer fans. We'll come back with another edition when it's warranted around the offseason, free agency, the draft, and much more. Thank you for being with us. I'm TJ Reeves on Nothing But Bucks.